Moon. This is Beth Moon. And this is Randy. And this is Cole. And welcome to the Holiday Moons podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round. Hello to all of our listeners out there. We hope you are having a fun and happy and healthy holiday season. Today's podcast is going to be a little bit different rather than specific topics for specific members of the podcast team. We're going to uh, talk mostly about our holiday happenings for the season. It's a busy time of year and we don't want to overwhelm everybody with topics and happenings, but we have had a lot of fun things going on this time of year. This is being recorded the week before Christmas. It'll come out the week after like right after New Year's, basically. So for us, it's got a, always that awkward podcast when we are looking forward to Christmas. But when this comes out, it'll actually be post-Christmas, post-New Year's, and on to the new year. So we could focus on the new year solely, but then we kind of skip out on all the fun holiday stuff that we did. So, yeah. Well, and there's so much that's going on right now Yes, that is like... The peak of holiday-related things. It is. Which is what we talk about here. That's exactly right. And don't want to deprive the listeners of all of our fun things that we have to share. So, uh, just moving right into the holiday happenings we have, because we have had a lot of them. Last week, we recorded the podcast before our Christmas party. So, we wanted to talk a little bit about our Christmas party that we had here with friends. The one we didn't have last year. Because of COVID and all the restrictions we were able to have this year. And we had a little, little less than 20 people, I think, in the house. And as is normal, Beth made a lot of food. Uh, friends brought over um, desserts and some um, food items to kind of share. We had a lot of cookies. There was a ton of cookies that Sydney made and others made to share. Uh, we had Kris Kringle's. We had Russian tea cakes, we had thumbprint cookies, we had peanut butter fudge. We had peanut butter blossoms. Peanut butter blossoms. And that was just the ones you brought. Yes. And we had a puppy dog that was barking a lot. Yes, we had. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes. Uh, then we, uh, so people came over, I think it was around 6, 6.30, something like that. We started off with fun food and hanging out and with um, a little bit of time, then we switched to the games. So we decided to have some different games this year. Beth found some online. So we had like a, um, we, we got into teams. And the way we always do it is that you just can't be on a team with your spouse. And then Beth and I weren't in the um, group this year in, in the game because we kind of knew what the, the game was. And I would say we're kind of experts in that. Yeah. And you you were facilitating. Right. And I didn't have a partner. So yes. I couldn't. Yes. I would normally. I'm not that good at it. <laughs> well you should be I should be that is true but it was okay it was fun to help you facilitate right, right. yeah asset where she's really a liability <laughs> I know right <laughs> so she must know uh, right so we did a word scramble and these were items that Beth found on Amazon so they're actually professionally done you know they look really so nice so cute yes probably like half a normal sheet of paper worth and then a trivia game, Christmas trivia game. So we basically went through those. Whoever won, whichever couple won, you know, with the most points, uh, got a prize. So I had gone to a store, either Target or Walmart or somewhere, and mm -hmm. gotten some prizes to give out. Um, really cute prizes. Yeah. So that was fun. And then we switched to the White Elephant Gift Exchange, which is usually the highlight of the evening because that's the fun White Elephant Gift Exchange, where everyone brings a wrapped item that doesn't have the person's name on it, and then picks a number. The person with the first number opens a gift. The person with the second number can steal a gift or open a, a gift that hasn't been opened yet. And you go all the way up the numbers and then all the way back down, and uh, you can steal, you can open, and a gift can only be stolen three times, and it's frozen, so that kind of white elephant gift. So there's lots of different kinds. This year we had some different people that participated in the white elephant gift exchange, which was fun. We, our friends from Texas came over uh, with the group. And the nice thing about the white elephant gifts, we've been doing it for so long that some gifts come back each year and we usually forget about those gifts, except 
the person that got it last year remembers. So this year, the there was a singing wreath that came back with oh, the freaky eyeballs. Right, because not only was it singing, it has a face. It has a face. And it's it, all and like it, matted up. Like it's yeah. old. Yes, it's matted. Oh. And, it, and it's a motion uh, sensor detector. Yes. So it turns on when it sees motion. So it um, is pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think, well, we didn't have it last year because of COVID. Right. I was going to say, has it been a couple years since we've seen it? Yes. And things like that will just show up sometimes. Yep. Things that have been brought and have been kind of like the funny, bad thing that you're trying to avoid. Yeah. And then they'll disappear for a little bit and then somebody will bring them back. So, yeah. It's fun. Yes. And there was a frame that came back. Sydney actually ended up with it. <laughs> but it was a frame that had been around for a while. And Sydney, I don't know how long ago, but had cut out a picture of a friend of ours from youth. Um, and put yes. his face in there. And, and it's, it's like, really like awkward looking. It's an awkward looking <laughs> picture. But I recently, on Facebook, on Facebook, it popped up. The original picture where it got that from. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. That is so funny. And it was, I don't know, five to seven years ago. Yeah. yeah. And sure enough, this guy's face yeah. <laughs> is looking that really awkward one. And I think we were like teasing each other um, around that time. And yeah, I recognized the picture frame because I was like, is there an awkward picture in it? Yes. And, um, and there it was. It's just funny then on Facebook. It's, um, it popped up. And it's funny because I looked at the picture and I know this kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was, I've was i been around him a lot. Yeah. I did not recognize him in that picture. Like, <laughs> when she's saying it's an awkward picture, mm -hmm. it is an odd picture yeah. of him. Yeah. Like, just in one of those odd moments when somebody catches you um, with a camera, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Just a weird face. So, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Mm hmm and now I have a picture frame. <laughs> That's right. You right. have it. Um, we yeah. ended up, I ended up with a set of Disney ornaments that were really nice. Yeah. Uh, so I was excited about those. Mm -hmm. I ended up with a gift card, the Starbucks gift card with the picture frame. So that at least was nice. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. Whoever brought that. Yeah, that's just a really fun time. Yeah. We ended up with the Christmas wreath that uh, people <laughs> brought because we had an extra gift. I, every year, somebody doesn't bring a gift, forgets it. So we put an extra one in. We forgot to take it out. So there was this extra one floating around. Of course, the one that yeah. ended up in so, the middle. Like, yes, yes. The, the, those labs. And I don't think we've ever ended up with a wreath before. So this will be a um, new fun thing to do. And then after the gift exchange, the white elephant gift exchange, then we do uh, group party games. We did taboo. Which was really fun. That was, yeah. And then categories. Did we end up doing categories? No. We had it, but we. So these were Christmas themed taboo game and a Christmas themed category game. So these are like normal board games you can um, get at the store um, that are uh, themed online with a Christmas theme. Right, and that we didn't play categories. We played catchphrase. Yes. Oh, that's what it was. It was taboo and catchphrase. Yes, yeah, Christmas we, taboo and Christmas catchphrase. Yeah. It was really yeah. nice because we played catchphrase first. Yeah. Which was like, and then taboo was like the next step up on hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Start with the easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I was looking forward to playing the categories one, but it just didn't work out this year. So we'll have to do that at some point in the future. Then after that, the next day, I flew up to Boston for work, but I wanted to make sure that I did some Christmassy things while I was in Boston because, you know, every place, every every town, every city has Christmas activities and Christmas programs going on this time of year uh, in the state. So I planned ahead. I looked ahead to see what was available to do, you know, online and did some prep for that. So my first thing was I wanted to visit Boston's largest Christmas market. They had an indoor Christmas market. Uh, not too far from where I was staying. And I thought, of course, I'm thinking like a German Christmas market, like the one ones we have visited overseas. This one was more like a upper scale craft show of local artists. So like artisans, they had yeah. yeah, artisans. Like they had like a, a local vinegar maker, a local a local lots of local soaps, local artists, like with actual uh, drawings and, and paintings. They had a lot of like people with knitting and things like that. So it was, uh, you know, it was, it was nice and it was decorated beautifully and they had like hot chocolate and all that kind of fun stuff. So that was really fun to do in Boston. Um, they had an outdoor section too that was really neat because it had um, 
food trucks outside, and then they had these open fire pits you could kind of eat around. Oh, that's a good idea. And then they had an open art area where you could watch artists do their work. And then they had like some lessons and things like that that you could sign up for. So that was really neat. I really enjoyed uh, seeing that and, and uh, being part of that. Also a good idea. Um, and didn't you say that you were a little surprised though at the size? Yeah. Well, it they, was much smaller than what you were thinking, cause it be, seeing that it was the biggest one yes. in Boston. Yeah, based on how they were advertising it, right. I thought it would be a lot larger given my experience with craft shows and my experience with Christmas markets. Right. It was just a lot smaller. Yeah, but fun. But fun, yeah. yeah. But definitely not like a, a all day kind of thing at all. Yeah. And then that night, I uh, got tickets for the Boston Pops which is a, an orchestra group that had been in Boston a long, long time. I was telling Beth that I remember listening to their album, their Christmas album, when I was a kid growing up. The, my mom or dad, probably both, had gotten the album, and we would listen to Christmas songs a lot. And um, So that was great to, to go to the Boston Pops, and it was a Christmas concert, so they played all their cl classic Christmas activities i got a side seat the the seating inside their uh, theater is pretty as most theaters are pretty uh, tight so i got a seat on the aisle so i could stretch out a little bit and um i listened to you know many many fun classic christmas arrangements of songs that i remember listening to as a kid so that was another fun thing to do so i just encourage you guys if you're going to travel this time of year to find and look ahead of time because everything's online these days look ahead and see what's available to do locally that you can take advantage of as well yeah make your holiday happenings even more joyous your pre-holiday happenings mm -hmm. yes she does so we have cole is here with his his and yep, killia's cat izzy does izzy have a scarf on a lovely christmassy yep. scarf and Izzy's just sitting on my lap on camera here. Was it, did Sydney get, get her that? It's the little buffalo plaid scarf. With None fuzzy of our cats ever let us do that. On it too, yeah. They were all very... Yep, just letting you have a scarf on her. She's just so funny. Izzy's very nice. And I think uh, Noelle has her Christmas collar on. She does. She It's um, like a... It is a red collar with um, gold and green spots and the bow is red and it has like another bow behind it that is old glitter and it's very pretty. <laughs> All kinds of sparkly Christmas stuff happening. Pets definitely add a lot of, uh, can add a lot of holiday flavor to our lives. I know some people's pets have problems with like knocking ornaments off of trees, but we never really had a big issue with that. No. Thank goodness. None of our cats ever really climbed up in the trees either. Some people talk about that. Our cats love to sleep underneath them. Cats do love to sleep underneath them. Yeah. Yeah. But I've seen pictures on Facebook and other places that have the different cats peeking out through the branches and stuff. And it looks like the, the people are okay with it. I'm not okay with it, so I'm glad ours never did. No, because it would be hard <laughs> to get them to not do that. Yeah, once they started. In the tree. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to get, like, a, a spray bottle or something and, like, try to spritz them out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just think about, like, how hard that... It would probably be easier to get a ghost out of, like... A house than a cat out of a tree. That it wants to be in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could just keep circling. a Christmas tree with all those lights and garland and ornaments yeah. and all, all kinds of stuff to play with. Yeah. I mean, that that is a fair point. It'd be pretty easy to get a ghost out of your house since they aren't real. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to get Scooby-Doo and the gang on That's it. Right. So that you <laughs> find you know, out that may a... be a, a somewhat controversial take. <laughs> Old man Gardner. That's right. <laughs> the thieves put together a elaborate plan that involved robots and lasers and all kinds of things to say, to uh, get their doubloons. That's right, their gold doubloons. So speaking of other local things that, um, you know, it's good to see what's around to do in your area. That's Christmassy and maybe something you haven't done before. Uh, we went to a theater production at our local community college. It was a combined kids and adults theater. So two different theater troops came together in order to do it and it was called glory be a shenandoah 
Christmas Story. So it was in a small theater, and it was uh, maybe 20-ish people in the play total, 15, 20 people, something like that. But it was really cute. It was the story of A Christmas in Shenandoah and the 1933 time frame, I guess, yep. during the Depression. And it was um, a poor family where the husband went to work for the government in building Skyline Drive, which we live very close to. Yes. Building that, but they had to be away from their families on these work crews during that time. And the dad promised to be home by Christmas. So it was the story of him trying to get home for Christmas and the and the daughter and the mom kind of taking care of themselves through that period of time. And there was a huge storm that came through and of course delayed the train that would have brought him home. And so there was a Christmas miracle at the end that brought it all together. But it was really cute. It was during the Depression, right? Yeah, during yeah. the Depression, yeah. So it was a hard time for everyone. Yes, and yeah. exactly. But the actors were really good. The little girl that, that was the primary star oh my goodness. was... I don't even know how old she was, probably... What do you think? Eight or I would 10? guess younger than that. Um, yeah, I wouldn't I mean, guess younger than eight. I would guess eight. Would so be somewhere around younger. there. But she was incredible. She was uh, so good. She was so good. So many lines to learn. One, she, she had it. to be sassy. She had to be sad. She had to be excited. She had to sing. She had to be serious. I mean, all these... The whole range of emotions. She really did a great job. One of the first things she she had to do, this made me laugh, she and her, and her papa were going out to look for a Christmas tree, and they brought their picnic with them, and, and she, had a, she had a plastic pear that looked like a pear, but she was eating that thing like crazy. <laughs> she was just taking bites, and, you know, pretend bites, yeah. but she was just chowing that thing. I'm like, she is really putting her heart into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was. She really was. It was really cute. So her and the, there was a lady that was the narrator, but she also played the donkey whenever they needed the oh donkey goodness. to pull the, the wagon. She was hilarious. She Her was so funny. Were so funny. Yeah. Oh so they, they did a really great job. And, you know, so it's just a small little production. Um, but it, the cool thing was it was about the local area. Right. Right. Yes. So it was kind of like some history there as well as the story of this little family. So lots of interesting things to do locally as well. But I think, Cole, you did something locally to you <laughs> recently as well. It is fantastical that it is local. Keely and I uh, finally went to Magic Kingdom Disney World. That's awesome. Yep, so we were super excited. We wanted to go to Magic Kingdom because it was kind of the hub of all of the holiday happenings of yep. Disney. So we've talked about, I think we've talked about the Jingle Cruise before. It's the Jungle Cruise ride, but they deck it out for Christmas time. And they change the jokes. They change the jokes. They uh, they decorate everything. They make it a really Christmassy environment. Even the line that you're in, yes, has just got all of these thematically like. It's decorated in a way that works really well with the theme of the ride. They don't just toss decorations on. They uh, they have like carved wooden Santa heads that looked like they belong there. Yeah. And it was great, and we had plenty of time to look at it because the line took us two hours. Really? <laughs> wow. But you were committed, huh? Yep. That was the one ride that we had to go on. Yeah. So that was the one that we decided to... And we used Genie Plus, which is their new... If you're familiar with FastPass system, it's called Lightning Lane now. So it's kind of the app that will let you go in and ideally get onto some rides faster if you kind of bother to schedule your day but the way it was explained to us was bad um because yeah. the lightning lanes can get booked so the rides we had to pay 30 bucks for it all of the rides were already booked wait right up until um DJ, nine o'clock like the the only thing available was during the fireworks so we managed to we managed to use it once Pirates of the Caribbean after the fireworks were over, but um, you know it's an okay system. I'd have Disney reconsider the way their staff explains it because ah, right. she said it basically lets you get onto every ride once, which is not the case. It's I think it's a fine system, but a little misleading there as far as the the pitch. Aside from that, though. Magic Kingdom is Magic Kingdom. It was the the castle was gorgeous. It was 
projected like a big gingerbread castle and like it was wrapped up like a big present because it shifted from projection to projection. The fireworks show was amazing. Uh, there were huge Christmas trees and lights all the way down Main Street. Was it a Christmas-specific fireworks show, or was it the the normal new show? It was a normal new show. Okay. Uh, which was very good, and I think you and I talked about before yeah, we when did. we went in... We went in November, right? Yeah. Yeah, end of October, yep. Yeah, yeah, so... We enjoyed that a lot. We ended up only going on a few attractions. We went on Pirates of the Caribbean, Auto Mansion, Tiki Room, and Jungle Cruise. So we got all the good ones. <laughs> yep. Those are the good ones. The uh, Tiki Room is always a necessity for me. It was not deck decked out for Christmas, um, which is somewhat disappointing because you think that wouldn't be too difficult to do. Yeah. But the rest of the park, it was great to just be there and be immersed in holiday and magic at the same time so we had a great time with that we didn't have to rush there or anything we took our time getting there so you know we could have the energy to go through the day yeah because we, we weren't we didn't feel the need to get there like at opening right right yeah i think we've talked about before you know if there's one park to go to magic kingdoms the one especially for decorations but they have done a much better job with all four parks in um, Disney World with decorating them for the holidays. And now you know, Epcot's got a lot around the International Showcase that's holiday-related. But, yeah, if I can only go to one park in, in a given day and I'm not going to be back for a while, it's usually going to be Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I tried to sell Kelia on going to Animal Kingdom instead, but she really did want to go to Magic Kingdom, so yeah. that's what we ended up doing. Yeah. Next time we go to a Disney park, it will probably be Animal Kingdom. The next thing, like, big thing that she wants to do is go to Universal to see the Harry Potter land. Yeah. 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 That would yep. be fun. She's yeah. never been um, there. She's never been there. She's never yeah, seen that. Definitely... I saw it. We saw it when it first opened. Yeah. So that was when it didn't have much stuff. Uh, and the one the one side. It, now it has two sides. Yeah, now it has the other side, too. So that's uh, with yeah, more I've rides. Seen that. Yeah. It has one ride in there that neither of us have been on. None of us have been on. Oh, okay. And that's Hagrid's. There's a ride mm -hmm. with going through the dark forest or whatever uh, the forest is with Hagrid. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that I've seen online, but I haven't gone in person. So, yeah, that's mm -hmm. lots of fun. It's, it's fun to do amusement parks at Christmas time. We've done Bush Gardens in Virginia at Christmas time, Hershey Park in Pennsylvania at Christmas time, obviously the Disney parks at Christmas time. Um, I re I remember going to Hershey, just me and you, around Christmas time. Yep. And just enjoying. I think we went on one ride, and then we were done, and we just enjoyed the rest of the time walking around. They've got some really fun lights. Yes. Uh, themed lights they do. at Hershey. They, yeah, they absolutely do. A lot. All those places I mentioned do. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a fun thing to do if you've got some time uh, with family and friends to go to a, an amusement park around the holidays as well yeah so it's it's fun yeah you know, again yeah it's local to you which is great because then you can go seasonally to lot disney anytime right so that's lots of fun i was talking yeah. to a guy at work recently i think it was just yesterday honestly and um we were talking about you know is he taking some time off for work and things like that because oh no i'll be here uh through new year's but then i'll go home for early january and in my head, I thought, hmm, he's from Puerto Rico. I wonder if he celebrates Three Kings Day. And he said, yes, that's exactly right. That he goes to see his family in Puerto Rico to celebrate Three Kings Day. So I got to talk to him with some about that, about Christmas and about Three Kings Day. So one of the things he shared was on Three Kings Day, that is really a kid's um, holiday in Puerto Rico. Adults don't get any presents. Kids primarily get um, candies, um, like useless things, like things that won't last long. Consumables. Consumables, yes. Um, and Santa does come for them. But on Three Kings Day, that's when they get more practical gifts, more what we would maybe think of uh, with um, gifts that we would give our kids, kind of the assort assortment of gifts. But in this case, and you can think about the logistic issues associated with this so the kids the day before three kings day or the you know the night the day
day of Three Kings Day, before the Three Kings visit them, gather good grass. So they can't gather like crappy old dead grass. They have to find good grass. So they part of their mission is to find good grass. And then they put the grass under their bed for, can you guess who that grass is for? The reindeer? The donkey? The camels, because uh -huh. it's Three Kings Day. Oh, that's right. Who are the camels. kings riding on? The camels. So they put it under their beds. Under their beds. Because that is the prime place where camels love their grass. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the, the camels the camels are gonna come into their bed. Stick room, their heads underneath. Go their underneath, bed. right. And the three three kings then leave their gifts under the bed. Ah. So the magic that has to happen is that the camels have to eat the grass under the bed, which has to disappear, and often there's like little like bits of grass like leaving the house course, so they they're not the neatest eaters apparently um and then they leave the gifts underneath so i was asking so the kids always want like tall beds so that they're underneath their beds are like really mm -hmm. volume and he said sometimes kids do but he said you can't yeah sometimes the the wise men will leave the gifts outside of the bed if it's too big to fit under yeah, the like bed. next yeah. to the bed yes. or something yes yeah. okay that makes yeah. sense yeah so I thought it was interesting. Um, he was also, he had made some eggnog in a way that's traditional to Puerto Rico. And he made one version with rum and one without rum, which is what <laughs> they do uh, for the kids or the adults. Uh, but I didn't get to taste any. So I'm not a big eggnog fan, but he he was convinced. And he said he'd make it again. But he was convinced that I would like this version of eggnog. So it'd be interesting to see I would if that was true. It, yeah. yeah, I think maybe after you have two or three of the rum ones, then it does taste good. Right. I mean, anything tastes good at that point. <laughs> so then the other thing I found out about, uh, you know, other Christmases I thought was interesting and maybe something we could talk more about last year. But Slovenia is one of the countries that celebrates three holidays with gifts in December up to New Year's. So they celebrate St. Nicholas's Day and they get gifts on St. Nicholas's Day. They celebrate Christmas with Santa Claus and they celebrate Father Frost, like the Russians do. So uh, it's interesting when you look at their history of why they celebrate all three, and it's because of their, their closeness to, first they were Catholic in nature, which is St. Nicholas Day. They were part of the communist bloc at the time that were, uh, they were pushing for Father Frost to take over for Santa Claus. Right, they still wanted the experience of Christmas, but in a secular context. So, right, Father Frost and New Year's, right, became like our Christmas. That's right. So they do that, and they do the traditional Christmas, which is more widely known worldwide. So they they do all three of those. Now, if they had also celebrated Three Kings Day, then they would have get the the full the <laughs> full <scored>. yeah score. <laughs> but they get gifts. Um, through all those, some are the small gifts in the shoes, some are the regular gifts for Santa, and then some are the, the Father Frost kind of gifts. So, yeah, very interesting. Oh, I forgot to mention with the Puerto Rico piece, I was asking what the food was like Christmas versus Three Kings Day. And they said for them in Puerto Rico, pork is the big meat that they eat on both days. So they do roasted pork for both of those days. And, and then there were some, you know, more specialty items on um, kind of the sides that they use and, and the desserts. So very fun. It's fun to talk to people about their traditions, especially if they, they're coming from significantly other parts of the country or other parts of the world uh, to see kind of what their focus are. Because you can read about it, but they give you kind of the details, some of the interesting bits of information that are fun uh, to be part of and to listen to as well. One thing that is going to be super fun is that Kelia and I are planning on getting our first gingerbread house together, which is awesome. She sounds like you're buying a buying a house. I know. <laughs> I know. We're we're going to the bank. We're getting the loan for our first gingerbread house. No, but it's super fun because she hasn't done it before. Like she had never carved a pumpkin or never uh, painted Easter eggs, so she has been um, holiday deprived i guess or, or <laughs> lacking in holiday experiences but she really wanted to do a gingerbread house and gingerbread houses aren't like my favorite thing in the world necessarily a lot of the fun of a gingerbread house is who you do it with mm -hmm. yeah. and 
I think we talked about this last podcast, where as kids you would, like, have us each do a side of the roof and, you know, all that jazz, and it'd be a really weird, eclectic house. But we're finally going to do it. We're not going to do it tomorrow because we are going to go see the new Spider-Man movie. Ooh. And I have football, which I will watch but be sad about. <laughs> um, you never know. You never know. You never know. But it kind of got me to thinking there are a lot of really creative gingerbread houses that people make. Like Disney's got that huge, huge gingerbread oh house that they put together every year. And there's even packages that you can go buy and it's like gingerbread house millennium falcon or you know gingerbread house the simpsons house or you know any number of things like that i saw one at target the other day that was a football stadium did you oh that sounds yeah. like fun maybe not for kelia's first gingerbread house but probably not <laughs> something traditional tempted. might be better for her something traditional yeah Yep, we'll put the football stadium next door <laughs> again we live in tampa so we can be like this is uh, the Buccaneer Stadium, and this is Tom's house. <laughs> uh, but you know, it got me to thinking, like, what would be if I didn't have any limitation on what kind of gingerbread house I could make? You know, with, the, I guess, the standard limitation of it being a reasonable-sized gingerbread house, kind of what would some of my ideas be? Um, and then that made me think, what would you guys do if you could kind of make your, your ideal gingerbread house what would yours be i don't know i don't know fully i think i'd like to do um kind of a uh like a two-story kind of mission style house like with the terracotta roof and Fancy. kind of try to make it um like combinations of greens and reds across the roof like each tile this is very elaborate, but each tile be have a different color of icing on it. Uh, and then maybe just kind of have fun as far as, uh, you know, licorice and gumdrops as different kind of embellishments on the house and um, that kind of thing. Well, and, you know, a house aside, something like doing a gingerbread Disney castle or a, a gingerbread fort or a gingerbread house that is shaped like a gingerbread man with gingerbread man inside of the gingerbread house man <laughs> would be, would be fun. I know what are, and maybe just, we can think back to some gingerbread houses that we've had in the past too. What are some experiences that you guys have had or kind of any ideas for fun gingerbread houses that you'd want to make? One thing that comes to mind for me is a contest we do at work regularly as part of this um, uh, campaign to raise funds for charities is people will make these elaborate scenes with gingerbread and all the accoutrements of a gingerbread house. Um, so they'll do like a like a sled sledding scene or like a farm scene or something that was topical like a um, um, the um, what was that that story about the the uh, lions um, that was really popular? That documentary. Um, oh, uh, Tiger King. Yeah, Tiger King. They'll do like Tiger a scene King. from Tiger King or some other, oh, you know, some movie. They'll do a scene from like funny things like that, and they're very creative. I never was like, of course, we always bought the packaging stuff, which wasn't um, great. It was difficult to get the silly thing to stick together so if i could i would have more of a homemade gingerbread house uh, with good icing to allow it to stick together better if i create anything i wanted i'd probably create like the haunted mansion or maybe a christmas tiki room something maybe kind of disney focused uh, or like a a fun snow scene with uh, christmas trees that would be fun too so something One more like a I scene yeah, one thing, and that's what so many people do Christmas. They don't just do the house. They have, like, a platform that the house sits on, and they do a scene around it. Right. And it can be, like, people sledding or having a snowball fight or something like that. Kind of like your little Christmas villages, 
but with your own yes. gingerbread creations. Yeah. In um, fact, some of the packages now do like three little houses instead of one big one. Yeah. So you can make your own gingerbread village if you wanted to. I thought it'd be cool to do like even like landmarks or something like a um, gingerbread like Mayan pyramid or something like that. That mm -hmm. wouldn't actually be is mostly squared, so it wouldn't actually be too hard to to put together or um, like a gingerbread Buckingham Palace. Yep. That sounds more or difficult. A gingerbread St. Basil's Cathedral, which would probably be very difficult because of the rounded everything. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Oh, um, so fun fact, I was at Michael's today and they, other brands are tapping into the gingerbread house theme. So you have like the Oreo cookie brand. Oh. They're tapping in. Oh. Um, you also have things like, um, you know, the, oh, what are they? Oh, I took a picture of it because it was um, just really interesting. It was the Sour Patch Kids. Oh, really? Yeah. So, and then of course there's the traditional. So the other brands are recognizing that this is definitely a holiday um, tradition statement, things like that. That people want to mm -hmm. buy packages for. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I'm surprised Disney doesn't do something. Like they do, that. and they, they do, do have gingerbread like with Disney but I think everybody's sort of recognizing that the the uh, thing that people like most about a gingerbread house I know we talked about this before is what's on it so um what so, do you mean what's on it uh the candy oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah not the gingerbread itself yes, so yes. other companies are tapping into that yeah uh, which I think is a really cool idea yes yeah and if you do get a package I think I said this last week uh, or during the last podcast, I always went and got extra candies, yes. different sizes and shapes, so that you guys had plenty to work with. Uh, for Beth and Sydney, uh, what what do you have to add to that question of his about if you would make a gingerbread, if you could make a gingerbread house without you know within reason, but without many limitations, what would it be? For me, I would have all the time in the world. Mm -hmm. So I would be at home. Yep. And I would. I, f I feel like I feel like you're cheating on this question to make yourself immortal. I would have all the time in the world. I would never finish it and live forever. <laughs> I didn't mean immortal. I just meant I'm not working outside the home. <laughs> I would do a montage where <laughs> I, me and a friend, would laughingly make the gingerbread, but you know, homemade and whip up the icing and have all of the little candies everywhere and make our gingerbread. So it's more about the experience than which one in particular. Fun. Sitto? Um, for me, I if a gingerbread house for dogs or that um, yeah. Noelle could eat. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. I'm sure they have those somewhere. They do, and uh, they're lot. starting to get more kind so you have the traditional one and then one that i got for her was like a gingerbread man where you could decorate it with um doggy friendly icing and treats and i put that on the ground for um, a couple days and she just periodically went over and licked off the icing yeah and the treats so that was fun for her but um probably yeah, more was... variety in that sense that was really cute when you sent pictures of that her little gingerbread man that she helped make yeah I know, Sydney, in the past, you made, like, an army of gingerbread men. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if so. I had more, and I know we talked about this, but it would be nice to have, like, another week or two for Christmas. Yes, it would. In December. And if we had more time, that is, like, I would just spend a weekend making that army of gingerbread men. Oh. Um, um, yeah, they were good. Are you guys familiar with what the terracotta army is? Oh, yeah, I am. So if for anyone who doesn't know, it's in China, there's an ancient site where there's like just rows and rows of stone like soldiers that were carved out of rock in China and they're guarding an emperor's tomb. And that's what I imagine with your gingerbread men. Like you would have like a monolith and then just rows and rows and rows of your gingerbread men in their own little terracotta army. Yes, that would be fun to see. But did just Google there are 8,000 statues in the terracotta armies, so I would expect an equal amount wow. of gingerbread men. 
8,000. <laughs> wow. 8,000. I need yeah. more than a, a couple more weekends in December yes. for that. Yeah. Yep. You have to be working full time on that. Well, according to mom's rules, are you have all the time in the world. So. No, that's, that's right. true. Yep. That's true. So, and of course, we have upcoming events, um, even like we mentioned, this is the week before Christmas, which is, you know, one of our favorite weeks because you are, well, we are in the middle of wrapping gifts and uh, sending gifts. We've shipped gifts down to Cole and Kelia um, and, and the roommate, and they've shipped gifts up to us. So that's uh, all taken care of. So, which is nice. You never know this time of year, but we also have our Christmas Eve activities coming up um, this week with our church service and then hanging out with friends. Uh, Christmas Day obviously will be different this year uh, with Cole yeah. in Florida. So we'll have to figure out the best way to uh, do that. And Noel's first Christmas. That's and it'll right. be Noel's first Christmas. Christmas morning will be different um, for lots of different reasons. Yeah, we're still trying to figure out how we're going to do that together. We'll find a way to make it work, but... It's definitely going to be different having me in Florida this year. First time that one of us is significantly further away than the rest for Christmas Day. Yeah, it's interesting. Us and our friends, the Andersons, are both experiencing that this year. Their youngest, uh, who's also a, a young man, won't be home for Christmas for the first time. Uh, so we're both lamenting with each other the <laughs> the changing uh, of life. But that, you know, new traditions, new new uh, parts of um, our family, so that's always fun, too. Uh, we'll be watching um, A Muppet's Christmas Carol with some friends that have never seen it before, so that's fun. Of course, Cole mentioned the gingerbread house activity going on probably Monday, so we can hear how that went next weekend. Yes, so lots of fun things going on. Any other uh, things coming up this week for, for Sydney or Cole or Beth? I don't think so. Um... It's funny because you guys sent us... Okay, so this one is funny. You guys sent us a bunch of boxes that had a lot of significantly larger presents in them. Yeah. Uh, that you decided to wrap before you sent. As opposed mm -hmm. to some of the other ones that you sent from Amazon for me and for Kelia. And the other person would just wrap them here. So now we've run into an issue where there's a lot of big presents which are like on the fringe like the outside of the tree because you just set them and all the one all the smaller <laughs> ones are on the inside so Kelia is like i'm gonna have to pull everything out and reorganize everything because the aesthetics <laughs> of the tree matter a lot to her so that'll yeah. be that'll be fun for uh for her coming up yeah i imagine it looked like more like a brick wall surrounding the tree instead of a <laughs> The right, kind of the, the buildup of the presence that you want to see. Right, because that's what you want. You want the little ones and then progressively larger. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame her. I'd do the same thing. Yeah. Something I did want to say is that we finally got our Christmas cards and got them that's right. addressed and sent out. So that's another thing needing to be done and already done. Boom. Yes. That's another important part of the process. Yep. Yes, and um, I got mine out, so that was very good. And so I Sydney did... got hers out separately, right, right. from ours. Right. Yeah. You actually had yours done first. I yeah. did. I yeah. did because I was excited about Noel. Yes. And yeah. I had very specific plans to get her a picture with Santa before I sent them out. So yeah. I had a a plan there. Um, but this week I got us matching pajamas, or rather, I got a, a matching robe pajama set. For Noel and I, so I need to wash those for Christmas morning. Um, or just either Christmas general. Eve or Christmas morning. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, yeah. so that, well, that'll be fun. That would have been fun if we all could have had matching pajamas, but no. <laughs> Some people like that. I won't say what his name is, but Randy. <laughs> <laughs> you just lied. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll let you know how everything went. Um, obviously, our future festivities are for the week that this gets um, put out, which is January 3rd. January 3rd is National Fruitcake Toss Day. January 4th is National Trivia Day. January 5th, National Bird Day. January 6th is Three Kings Day or Epiphany. So happy Epiphany to everyone or Three Kings Day. January 7th, Orthodox Christmas Day. January 8th, Bubble Bath Day, January 9th, National Static Electricity Day. 
You can follow us on social media. We are on Twitter at Holiday underscore Moons. On Instagram, we are at Holiday Moons, one word. And you can find us by searching Holiday Moons in the search bar and Facebook. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. And you can email us at any time at HolidayMoons at gmail.com. So for Sydney, Beth, Randy, Happy, Happy New Year! Year. <laughs>